Welcome to the Indie Women Podcast, where we introduce you to the fearless women taking their filmmaking careers into their own hands, showing you how indie films get made. And here's your host, Heather Turman. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Indie Women Podcast, a show dedicated to the women in the indie film world who have found success bringing their projects to life on their own terms. I'm your host, Heather Turman, and this week's episode is what this show is all about. I had the chance to talk with Chloe Chudasama, who is a UK-based producer, who under her company Nocturnal Pictures that she has with her partner, uh, Leroy Kincaid, they self-funded a feature horror film called The Last Right and got distribution through Samuel Goldwyn Films. So, of course, this is what every indie filmmaker uh, aims for. It's the, the big dream to, to make your film your way and have a legitimate, reputable company be willing to distribute it for you so that it pays off uh, financially and, of course, career-wise. And that's what they did. And Chloe walks me through, uh, you know, the decision-making process, how they landed on, like, when they felt they were ready to do a feature. Um, and we talk all about, you know, how she got started as a producer in general, the three uh, short films she did prior to this feature. And, uh, yeah, what a, what a journey it's been. This is a really informative conversation and Chloe is super rad, and I just cannot wait to see her film, which is out this month, so in the U.S. anyway. So uh, please, without further ado, enjoy my conversation with Chloe Chudasama. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much for being on the show, Chloe Chudasama. Nice to, nice to see you. Thank you for having me. This is great. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, I haven't had any you know, female producers who aren't also actors or um, you know, pursuing any uh, other aspect of this industry yet. So, so it's a true pleasure. Oh, um, no pressure there. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. So um, you are a producer based in London? Uh, I'm just outside London. So it's about an hour or so south. So a bit greener, but not too far yet. Beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. So yeah, I mean, I'm not super familiar with the film industry over there, but I love everything that comes out, uh, you know, I think the the Brits make the best content. Um, okay, so, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, how did you how did you get started in the industry? Um, so I guess I wasn't really someone, um, you know, that kind of grew up on films and you know was destined to be in the film industry. I was very much nothing to do with the industry at all. Um, yeah, so I come from an events background. So I started actually probably way before that, actually, I was um, much more into photography. Mm. So I, very, I started doing photography, did a few fashion shoots, was in the kind of fashion industry very slightly. Um, and that's kind of how I got a bit creative with things. Didn't really know what I wanted to do, was trying to figure it out. Um, so I kind of started doing that. And then I met my partner, um, who's actually a now a director, who's got quite a big influence in what I do. Um, so we were doing photo shoots, then it kind of transcended from there. Um, and I moved into events. So I do a lot of PR stunts, live events, uh, event productions So very much high stress, uh, yes. <laughs> very much yeah, more stressful than the film industry, I, I think. Um, so I've kind of done that my whole sort of probably professional career. Um, so managing things all over the world, really, um, from content to press stunts like I've done a lot at Cannes Film Festival so my experience with um, managing people managing budgets and scheduling under a very sort of time sensitive sure. schedule was quite difficult um, and that's kind of where my experience come from um, but it was more so my my partner Leroy um, he's actually first started out as an actor and a wrestler Amazing. Um, and he kind of yeah and he yeah he wanted to do more acting but he's very much because uh his his build and the fact that he'd done wrestling and trains a lot he got typecast a lot mm. it's very much a bigger frame um so he kind of wanted to put together it started off as a showreel uh so he wanted to put that together and he was like actually I'm gonna I'm actually gonna put together like a short film so he can use it for more acting work and that's kind of how it started he was like why don't you just help out and produce sure. it I was like oh I don't know what I'm doing I don't know what producing is <laughs> um so I kind of done that and then sort of ended up helping him with his shorts not really realizing what I was doing was producing um and we kind of had this backwards and forwards and he was like you know your job from you know managing events is very much producing but just a different industry and I, I never saw it and I always thought it was very different 
Um, so I kind of done that while I was doing event work. Um, I still do events now. I freelance doing live events. Yeah, and I kind of helped him. And then it got to a point he was like, right, okay, you either want to do it or you just want to help me. Yeah. Is it something you kind of want to do? Um, and at this point we'd done, what, three, yeah, three short films. Um, and I was like, actually, I really enjoy putting together uh, a team of people, a budget, you know, the schedule, making sure everything happens and being part of that production. Um, so I kind of took the leap of faith and I actually left to my full-time job, very good full-time job, um, to then start the journey of The Last Right, which I absolutely knew really nothing. I'd done three short films, figuring it out myself, um, and then sort of jumped into starting to do The Last Right. But it was Which kind of it was, is, was, is a feature. So uh, your first feature, yes, film feature film. Last right. Yeah. That's yeah. mm-hmm. right. Feature film. So yeah, I'd done three shorts. Um, very much between that last short film, quitting my full-time job and starting on the feature film, it was kind of like, okay, I need to kind of really get into this and you know, take it seriously without knowing too much. So I kind of spent a lot of my time looking at every YouTube video on producing, yeah. <laughs> every book on producing I could find, um, podcasts, literally everything I could find because I had a good idea, but not, it's not, like doing a short is absolutely nothing like doing a feature film. Right, absolutely. Yeah. So that's kind of like my background really. So it's kind of come very much from a nine to five world of, you know, job, stress, do that, not creative at all, apart from like the photography side. Um, yeah, and it was kind of like, it was kind of Leroy really. And actually I've really grown to really love the industry and really love producing. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much more of a methodical person. Yeah. So I think it suits me, suits me better. So that's kind of how I sort of started, I guess. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's great. And it all makes sense, you know, because you did have an, in- I mean, photography, you know, I mean, um, I think anyone who has an interest in, uh, what the lens can reveal, you know, does sort of, that speaks to the creative, you know, gene in you. Um, Mm. And then on top of it being really, I mean, being a producer is such a, a lot of people don't understand what it is, you know, they're like, what is producing? And it's like, you, you bring it all together, you know, you like, uh, basically facilitate the creation of, of this living, breathing thing. So um, it, it definitely takes a particular personality. And I think having background in event production um, is really, really good. Some of the best producers I know produce live events yeah. always, you know, just because they love it and, and they just love, I, I think they just get off on the adrenaline, you know, of yeah. like pulling something off on time <laughs> and, and yeah, coming in on budget. Yeah, it's very similar. I mean, I never saw it. And he was like, you're not seeing it. Like, it's the same. I'm like, it's not, it's completely different, but it's not, it's, you know, it's kind of, the difference, I suppose, is you still have the you have like the three, four months prep, like for Cannes, for the press stunts I've done, which were for Sony Pictures. So I freelance for um, a company and I they are, they were kind of one of my clients. So I've got that kind of background yeah. and how the publicity works with major feature films. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, you have this intense three, four months pre-production, which is very similar to producing a film, hopefully a bit more pre-production if you're lucky. Um, and then it's kind of all in focusing, but it's down to literally, you know, two day build and then th- three minutes and it's like, and then it's done. And then you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The difference is it's, it's the same amount of like stress up until the sort of the thing happens and the scheduling and stuff. But then with a feature film, you have this on set and then you've got a whole nother, you know, long marathon afterwards, which I never anticipated to be yes. always harder. <laughs> yes, yes. Post-production. Um, because, I mean, yeah, in addition to, you know, a much longer shoot that you're, you know, pulling off multiple, yeah. you know, uh, days and, um, you know, a whole thing. Um, post-production, yeah, is, is its own its own beast. And Um, you know, it adds, I mean, it's so important, especially because your film is horror and horror films. I feel like sound design is some of the most important, one of the most important elements, you know, because those, you know, booms and those, uh, you know, those, those jump scare moments really rely on it. Um, Mm. and I mean, just everything. So uh, absolutely. Um, and so with the, so you did three short films prior to, prior to all of this, um, and by the way, I'm fascinated that Leroy did, I, I have such a, res, like a deep respect for wrestling. Oh, do you? I, oh, yes. 
I, I watched David Arquette's documentary. Oh, yes. <laughs> Have you heard of it or seen it? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. It's really good. I had no idea. Like it never, I always knew that professional wrestling, you know, the WWE was sort of theatrical and, and yeah. planned with storylines. I had a friend who was a writer for the WWE, but I didn't, it's like I blocked myself from the truth that like they still put their bodies through that. They're yes. still, you know, and, and it's really intense. And and it's like um, a friend of mine described it as sports theater. And I'm like, that's amazing. That's exactly what yeah, it is. It, yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize it. I mean, I knew nothing about it when I met him, but he, um, so he was professional. He was number one in the UK for about oh, 10 amazing. years. Yeah. And he actually had a match uh, on WWE and almost got signed. But then the whole journey of, do I really want to do this and yeah. go into film? So that kind of come to it. But I think the dedication and like the, the amount of sort of training you have to have and yeah. yeah it's yeah it's choreographed yeah it's staged and but you he's still slamming himself down yeah and still like, slam and giving yeah. a like emotional performance yes. yeah yeah well um very very intense and he used to come back and have like massages and yeah <laughs> yeah so so much respect there um yeah. and it's and it's fascinating <laughs> um but so the the three films prior to that um did were they like a variety of genre or how did you like were they all sort of in the same realm yeah they are kind of I mean um more so because Leo set up the company Nocturnal Pictures which is our production company which very much specializes in sort of darker cinematic movies cool. um so more so we pretty much only do action horror sci-fi so we're very much into the dark side of things um yeah so the first the first two were so the first one was called Freeman which was an action film I mean that was really much you know I was really just I, I don't think I was really producing that personally it was my first kind of mm -hmm. short Leroy was the main actor in it and I was kind of like I don't really know what's <laughs> going on but I kind of put people together um yeah so that was uh that's an action second one was called max Payne retribution which is actually a fan film so the reason we i don't know if you've heard of max Payne. i have yeah so right when i said i was like oh i know max Payne. yeah 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 so we kind of were like okay if we're gonna do a short film let's do something like a fan film completely non-profit everyone pretty much works for free but because we could do a fan inspired film, um, it gave us a bit more clout and leverage in terms of the press um, and people and like the audience that we can get from that. And a lot of those audience that from that film actually have carried on to see what we're going to do next. That's so that great. kind of, yeah, that kind of really paid out um, doing well, that's, that. And that's one of the things with like indie film is, you know, finding your audience and, yeah. you know, because that's kind of the only way to monetize, you know, is knowing your audience and also building that fan base. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other one was a, a short zombie film called Dead Zone. So yeah, still very much dark. You know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's and like where, comedy. <laughs> where are those anywhere that people can find them? Yes, they're all on YouTube. So yeah. On, is like Nocturnal Pictures YouTube, I'm yes. assuming. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah, so yeah. for people listening, they can look up Nocturnal yeah. Pictures. Um, Lovely. And the last right. So this is a feature that um, I, I, you know, it's, it hasn't been released yet. So I haven't gotten to see the whole thing, but I did get to see the trailer. Um, and it is, looks like it deals with, you know, some of the, some like um, exorcism type, you know, paranormal aspects. Um, yeah. Can do you, are you able to share a little bit of the plot? Yeah, so the, the story kind of come from, um, so Leroy's, he directed and, and wrote the film. He was actually shooting in Colombia at the time, um, doing some stunt work on Jack Ryan. And he came up with the idea then, but it was kind of, the inspiration kind of come from, um, as a child, he actually experienced sleep paralysis. Mm, a yeah. lot. And he used to have really bad night terrors. Um, and he used to see the shadow figures and he used to have, yeah, terrible, terrible night terrors. And I think it's it's such a worldwide known phenomenon, sleep paralysis, yes, yes. so many people suffer with. Um, so it's kind of got a bit of that in it. Um, and like you say, a bit of exorcism, but it, yeah, basically it follows um, Lucy, who's a medical student um, and she suffers from these night terrors and sleep paralysis. Um, and she moves in with her boyfriend and then becomes plagued by this demonic entity. And she's kind of stuck between sanity and the unknown and the supernatural. And yeah, it kind of all unravels darkly from there. <laughs> yeah. And that's always such a fascinating, you know, I always think about um, with that kind of thing, like the, 
I was just having this conversation um, the other night, actually, in terms of like that experience of like where you don't know if you're going insane or not, you know, because mm-hmm. if, if something like that is like, if there is any sort of, because my, um, it's my wife, she has very, very intense dreams. She's like the type who wakes up and like, feels like she was living a whole new life. She wakes up exhausted because her dreams oh, are gosh. so intense. Yeah. And so we were talking about like, you know, when you're experiencing something that's like, not necessarily like of this world per se, um, that thing of like, like, how do you know if you're losing your mind? Like, how do you Mm. know if it's, um, all in your head or if it's actually real or not? And so, um, that type of stuff, um, anything that deals with otherworldly, um, things always, always intrigues me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. No, it's exactly the same. And it's, it's kind of that thing as well. It's like, cause in the film, she obviously is with, um, she moves in with her boyfriend and he's a bit like, oh, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> really something. And very much are probably a lot of relationships and I, I'm not, it depends on the types, if they believe in, you know, ghosts or supernatural or things not of this world, but to experience something like that, that you really do think is real, but then your partner is like, mm, I think you're just crazy kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really difficult. And then that combined with, you know, the no sleep from the sleep paralysis, too scared to go to sleep. And yeah, there's a number of factors play into it. And then your mind kind of yeah works overtime with it. But exactly. It's yeah. terrifying. Viral. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, and that's amazing. And you, um, so the amazing thing about this, so did, I mean, a, how did you how did you go about getting funding for it? Okay, so we when we decided, okay, this is it, we're going to do it. So we kind of the reason we jumped straight into this was, you know, we were kind of very serious. We wanted to push the company, we wanted to make nocturnal pictures. You know, this kind of company in the UK that specialises in this kind of darker type of cinematic film, and it's both films we love to watch, and we we're like, yeah. we just we want to, you know, take it further. And stop waiting, you know, for people to give us the opportunity. Um, you know, we were first time filmmakers and it was, you know, it was tough. Um, so we spoke to a few investors and it's the same thing that probably every filmmaker said, you know, we haven't really seen what you've done and can you really do a feature? And it's like, well, yes, we can. <laughs> we yes. need the money. Um, so we had a few of those conversations, but it came down to it. We were just like, you know, we just want to do it and we're going to do it. So what we ended up doing was um, from some of the work that Leroy had done and from my work, we actually funded it ourselves. Oh, amazing. Um, which I wouldn't highly recommend to everyone, but for us, it really worked and paid out really well. And I think if you do really believe in what you're doing, then I think you have to have skin in the game. You know? Yeah, if, absolutely. If you can, yeah, if you can believe in your idea and, you know, really know how to execute this type of film and the sort of type of film that you want to make, then I'd, I think you just go for it you can't this industry sometimes you can end up waiting for everyone to give you the opportunity to do it um so yeah we had the money super low budget we both had the money we put the money in and we had obviously the UK film tax credit as well so that's kind of how we funded it and how we managed to get moving so quickly and I don't think we probably would have shot it by now if we waited for investment level we are yeah. So that's kind of how we started. That's amazing. Kudos to you for taking the leap. And when you decided to take the leap, like what was the window there? How quickly did you go into production? So scripting was, um, I want to say, I think it was about September, 2018. Um, and I think he finished the script in about three or four months. Um, so around January, 2019, the script was pretty much done um we had the money we had half the money actually we thought we had enough money I can remember what we had (laughs) I thought we had enough money and we were like right let's go and we started casting and we had castings um sort of between February to April 2019 okay um at which point the day before our main lead cast so Beth and Walla who plays Lucy um at the time Leroy was actually working as a bouncer doorman in the in the US um and he got into an accident because it was really cold so it was really cold he was on the doors and there was a big fight in this club he didn't actually do anything but where he went from inside to outside and tried to stop this fight he actually tore his bicep off oh my god oh my god it was actually so his bicep went up here oh my god really bad yeah uh, I get a phone call at like 3 a.m going um I'm like oh you want picking up now are you you sure it's you finished he's like I'm actually in the hospital I was like what he's like yeah I've actually 
torn my bicep and it was literally like yeah terrible wow. terrible terrible oh wow so I ended up having to be he had to have emergency surgery to attach it back on because with biceps and tendons you actually only get about 72 hours whether you can reattach it otherwise you have to either just leave it and lose your um, function yeah muscle strength yeah it's crazy so I was like oh okay what are we kind of like going to be filming <laughs> potentially yeah. in May what's going to happen um so we ended up having to push back uh everything that we'd booked castings it was we booked locations we were actually due to start shooting sort of I think it was April May 2019 but because he had to have six months off to rest because he was going to be shooting the film as well so carrying like you know 15 quite yeah crazy so anyway we pushed that back which gave us more time just to get a bit more money in and we actually ended up shooting um august 2019 so from scripts to then it was probably about eight months um so it's quite quick uh yeah about eight nine months and then the filming was um 36 days wow wow yeah Yeah. that's a that's a very long you know especially for an indie project yeah yeah, so we kind of are usually like we're gonna film a whole feature in ten days, you know. Like <laughs> when I say that, I'm like, wow, we're like, yeah, crazily long. But I think because of people's schedules and the budget, we had to be but a bit more. It allows you, yeah, and it allows you so much more, um, so much less stress. I mean, it's still stressful for sure, but like yeah. you have a, a lot more room to make sure that you get everything that you need to get. Mm. Yeah, so we kind of, um, yeah, it was about 36 days. So we spread some of the other location scenes um, over the period of about three months just to allow for people's schedules. But the main block of filming we did um, in a chunk, which was all in the main house. So we managed to book the house, which was a bit more cost effective um, for like a three or four weeks. Mm. And then we could do all the main the main scenes then. So, yeah, probably start to finish um, script to finishing post it's probably just under three years and I think that probably would have been a bit quicker if it wasn't for COVID sure yeah I'm sure that that was um I mean (laughs) that that (laughs) annoying (laughs) um but I'm I'm impressed that having had that that accident that still Mm. it was like okay we're pushing this and we're gonna start in August because I feel like so many people would have been so like oh, the universe is, you know, trying to, you know, would have gotten so beaten down by that. So that's, um, I mean, I'm so glad that, that, that Leroy and yourself both had the, you know, the resilience to keep going, you know, (laughs) the first thing he said to me was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to hold the camera. I'm like, shall we worry about your arm first? Before we worry about the, if you can hold the camera, we can move filming, it's fine. <laughs> Good. I'm so, I'm so glad it worked out. That's, that's you know, I mean, when, you, when you're creating, I mean, independent film, there's always so many setbacks that, mm-hmm. and so many, you know, unforeseen circumstances that, you know, when you have the backing of a studio, a lot of that stuff can be bypassed. It's like, oh, yeah. that location dropped off, but they have, oh, we're going to build one in the studio, a replica. We're going to build the exact same thing. You know, like you're uh, doing something like this, you know, the smallest thing can, can be completely, you know, it can handicap the whole production. So yeah, totally. I mean, there's so many things that just happen and you're just like, really (laughs) anything else, but I'm so used to it now just from doing event work. I think if you haven't experience you know things just constantly happening and going wrong then you know it's going to be quite difficult but I think once you kind of get to the understanding of trying to you know navigate that and make sure and anticipate what could happen and what you can do I think that's all you can do really yeah to to be as prepared as possible just in case (laughs) (laughs) my background was in stand-up and so I would I had produced live comedy shows for years and I, I don't even think I realized how much doing those live events had also, you know, prepared me yeah. for, you know, mm. for, because in, in those situations, like you'd mentioned before, it's like, you know, it's like, this is a one day only situation. Like it's, it's in this moment and you, you attack it and you fix it, you know, mm. or else. So, um, it definitely creates some, some survival techniques and stuff in, in, in <laughs> but stand up. I mean, cool. That's another level. That must be, to me, that's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> I, I think wrestling is totally terrifying. Yeah, true. Um, that's not me it, though. <laughs> all my own money into a feature film. So that's also very, yeah, um, that's you very know, brave true. as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I love that. And so, and you've, you mentioned that it, that it worked out for you guys and you have found distribution. It's coming out. It's being distributed by Samuel Goldwyn. Yes. Yeah. Which is yeah. huge. That's Massive. like, yeah. Congratulations on that. Number Thank one. You. Yeah. And so tell us it's a little tough. bit. Of, oh, go ahead. What? I was just going to say it was a, it was a tough road, but um, yeah, we got there. <laughs> got yeah. There well, so how did you, how did you go about the distribution track? And then um, yeah, just tell us how you went from finishing the film to distribution. Okay, so um, we finished filming obviously just before COVID and then we had post from 2020. So that kind of the whole post process was during COVID, which was difficult because not only was it our first time doing post for a feature, we couldn't necessarily go to the studio and sit in with the sound guys. And so we kind of had to do a lot of that over Zoom which took up a little bit longer time than we anticipated just going backwards and forwards with notes and things but yeah so post we kind of thought we'd finished around I want to say like May time um, and we were trying to hit deadlines for festivals um, but once we submitted to a few festivals we did some more tweaks and we started reaching out to a few agents then and we had a few notes about the film um, saying it was a tiny bit too long and a little bit slow for a horror film in the beginning so we made some tweaks and adjustments and cut some some bits of the film out and it actually ended up being so much better and hence it's got to Samuel Goldwyn now yeah. um so yeah pretty much all of 2020 was post um and yeah we so applied... what a great time for post in a way even though COVID yeah, in like, a way. <laughs> but sit in front of a computer so yay <laughs> yeah exactly and we had time to you know really well Leo had more time to finesse it a little bit so he edited it as well and graded it so it was just wow I don't know how he done all of that if I'm honest with you. <laughs> um but yeah he pretty much yeah start to finish carried the film if I'm honest um yeah so post in 2020 and then we had our world premiere at Fright Fest um Amazing. which was actually supposed to be in 2020 um so we got into the festival for August 2020 um, but then over here in the UK, lockdowns happened again and everything closed. So we actually waited a whole nother year and we had the premiere 2020, uh, 2021, just gone August. Um, so that was a, an in-person screening and premiere. And, yeah, which was amazing. It was really nice after waiting for such a long time. And the cast and crew hadn't seen the film at all. So it was kind of like it was a nice little reunion for everyone as well. Absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo I love that. And so after the premiere, um, yeah, anyway, so what, so after that, how did it, and how did you end up getting? Um... So we had a sales agent in the US um, who took worldwide rights. Um, and then they have just basically been selling each territory. And then we obviously got uh, a deal with Samuel Goldwyn. So they really liked the film. Um, and they didn't have much horror and they were kind of more interested in getting involved in some more horror, especially British horror films. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how that deal yeah. came about. But we I would say it was it took a good um, maybe five, six months from starts of conversations. So from learning on that whole process, I would definitely say to other filmmakers and producers, you know, go <laughs> talk to as many people as you can, mm -hmm. but also don't rush into deals that you think yes. are the only deal you're going to get. Um, because we did have other deals and it kind of was made to feel like, oh, you know, you might not get anything yeah, better never, almost. Never that pressure of like, yeah and it's there is no pressure like you know yeah. we've had we had companies chasing us and like wanting the film um but they're you know if they want the film they will have they will take the film and exactly. it doesn't have to be within three days or a week you know um so that's kind of one definitely one process I learned is not to rush and to really believe in your product and you will find the right home for it and that's what we did we waited and it did get to a point and I was like oh god are we really gonna are we gonna yeah. get the right company especially for the US because it's like the biggest market um but yeah we waited and yeah we obviously got Samuel Goldwyn which is incredible I'm really excited yeah. it's it's really really awesome so congratulations I can't wait to see it when does it come out uh, it comes out on the 26th of November in the okay. US and Canada. Um, we're still in talks with UK at the moment, so we don't know when the UK will be. But yeah, so hopefully an all cool. digital platforms. Amazing, amazing. I will I will mark my calendar for that. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <laughs> and so, I mean, you're working with, um, you know, your partner, your romantic partner, and that is, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of indie filmmakers who, who do that. You know, I, I feel like... Um, you know, when it's, 
when you are on the independent level, uh, that support and having that like person in your corner is really mm. like almost essential, you know, to get to making stuff happen. If you don't have like a friend that you're, you know, like your business partner, like, but it's almost better. I feel I've got friends who work with their significant other and they're, they're just so proactive, you know, because they live together and they just are yeah. constantly churning out things. And did you find that it, um, ha has been, um, is it challenging or do you feel that it's, you know, is, do you, do you think it, it, there's more benefit to it or more challenges as a result? Um, oh, it's a tough one. Um, it's difficult to say. I mean, we've been together 16 years now. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, a very, really long time. I, I know mean, I look, you look like you're 16. I'm like, <laughs> how is that possible? <laughs> I was going to say, I look a lot younger than I actually am. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've been together a really long time. Um, it's weird because, you know, we've always, our relationship has always been creative in a way. Mm. So we've always done something together. So when he was obviously wrestling, I would do photography for him. And then when I was doing the photography, he would come and help out in the shoots. And we've kind of always done something. So it's kind of like a natural evolution in a way. Yeah, it kind of is for, for us. It is. And it really works well. I mean, it's not like we don't argue. We do. And we clash, you know, for the last right, we actually me, Leroy and the lead actress stayed in the house for the whole oh, wow. of the <laughs> <laughs> for the whole of the shoot which was um intense especially doing horror and then obviously sleeping at night yes and especially for Leroy who has who you know had had night terrors and stuff yeah, anyway. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like bringing more into the house of like the demonic um but yeah no I think I really I really enjoy it and actually we've evolved together as a couple um and also professionally we both are so hardworking and passionate about what we want to do and we both it's really hard to trust people in this industry as well yes. I find so I think when you've got a good unit and you both want the same thing and you're both like no one's going to push your film harder than you and your partner you know and we're both obviously the main people on the film um you know it just works and I think you really do need someone in this industry especially I think I personally if I didn't have someone else that I could like bat and talk to, I'd find producing really, really difficult, really yeah. difficult being on your own. And I think you really need to have, if you don't have a support, either a support group or a support network or your partner, you need to have, you really do need someone because it can get quite lonely. There's so mm -hmm. much to do on your own and at your own pace. Um, yeah, I find it, it really works. I mean, we do, it does end up consuming our entire life, if I'm sure. honest. Yes. <laughs> we'll go out for dinner and it'd be like, um, should we not talk? But actually, we need to do that. We need to do that. So, I mean, but, uh, yeah, that's definitely going to come with the territory. Um, but, you know, some couples after 16 years don't have anything to talk about. So at least exactly. we do have something to talk about. Um, yeah, I, I love that. I love that. I think it's really inspiring. And um, and also, like you said, like, you know, you get to go into negotiations with like a partner yes. that, you know, is going to have your back, you know, yeah. so you're not, if, if one of you is sort of feeling something, but the other one has a bad feeling, you can talk mm. about that, you know, and really have that trust in one another. Um, mm. you know, I had produced a film with individuals that I didn't have that strong, you know, bond with one of them. I didn't know until we'd, you know, hired them as a director. And, um, and so, like in, in hindsight, it's one of those things where I think the trust just wasn't there. If we'd known each other a little better and mm. trusted each other a little more, we could have maybe made different decisions. Mm. Um, because I think, you know, all of us are very, you know, we've got good head, heads on our shoulders and we all had great intentions and, you know, we just didn't have those, the, we didn't have a stand, long-standing relationship. So we didn't know to trust each other in particular situations. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Um, and so that that's like a super, it's definitely something that I've learned, like, you know, from here on out, the individuals that I partner with, like, I, I am going to make an effort to make sure that I know them, you know, mm -hmm. as a human being, in addition to um, being fans of their work or. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah, I think you have to. I mean, it's really difficult. It's like when you hire crew and, you know, actors and things, it's really hard to know. You can try and understand people's personalities and you know, their style, which is quite difficult to know, you know, what they're going to be like, because once people get on set, it can be a different, a different thing. But yeah, you're, you're totally right. I think you have to, you have to nurture relationships and people. And I think you just eventually you will know whether they're kind of your people, if that makes yes. sense. Yeah. And whether you can kind of, you know, 
flow with them and gel with them and they're the right type of energy um but also i was going to say um one of i know obviously i've grown uh throughout my career and obviously doing the films with, with leroy um i think it's also quite important to know that you know with a director like i really understand how he works mm -hmm. and his vision and how strong his vision is yes and i think that is something that really aids what we do and we both because we're both quite different people like i'm very much um you know organizing people you know very much more of a methodical organizer as such and producer um and he's very much like you know top level very creative um he gets very very focused in on the creative which is amazing for what he does and I think you really need to know um how to work with those people and I think that's one thing that we have is that we both get each other's strengths and mm -hmm. weaknesses and I think if you're gonna not whether you're with your partner or not but if you're gonna work with someone like that I think that's really really key to know and to help you definitely absolutely and what you just said too you know about um that you understand his vision um, mm. I think it's really key for, for any director to have producers who see their vision because, you know, when it comes to, uh, like if you're being financed by outside financiers and you've got investors, you know, the producer gets to be, a, you know, they're like a liaison, you know, mm. and if the director isn't maybe, you know, the director, so if the director is so focused on the creative aspect, they need that person handling the business, handling the day-to-day -day, that's not going to jeopardize their creative vision, you know? Um, so absolutely. I think, I think that's great. And it's great that you realize that. And it's great that you see all of it. Um, and there was something that you said that I had wanted to follow up on, but I don't quite remember, but, um, but that's okay. Well, um, I did have something else. And then if it comes up again, um, we'll, we'll jump back, but so, okay. So you guys have done this feature together. You pulled it off. You got distribution. It's coming out. I mean, so exciting. It's like birthing. It is. I mean, it's a living, breathing thing. It's a life. You created a life. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you, do, do you guys already have something in the works next? Are you ready to get going again? How, yeah. how do you, what's, what's, what's yeah. next for nocturnal pictures? <laughs> <laughs> we do. And Lee was, Lee was like, as soon as we've like sent it off, I'm like, right, this next one. I'm like, hang on, can we at least like enjoy it coming out a little bit, you know, just a minute. But it is, it's, you know, it's, you've worked on it for so long and it's like, it gets to the point of release and you're like, oh my God, I need a like breath. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, I find it hard to move straight into it, but now I am, yeah, I'm ready to like really enjoy having other people see it I'm so excited um so the only people that have seen it obviously at Fright Fest which is physical um so yeah it's exciting but yes we have um we have actually two other feature films in development actually one was written before this one but it was a much higher budget which is sure. called Facility 7. What's it called? Um, Facility 7. Facility 7. Yeah it's an action horror um so that's uh, that's in development but probably the next one we're probably going to look at pushing which i'm working on at the moment is called hollow ones which is a home invasion horror film okay so, cool a little bit darker a little bit more intense um i'm not sure people need more <laughs> horror at the moment but yeah so that's kind of one we're we're working on at the moment so scripts almost complete on that one beautiful and i actually you know it's so crazy i i mean and that one sounds you know probably a little more financially uh simpler because if it's home invasion it's probably you know yeah. um more budget friendly um <laughs> but i actually you know you just said the thing about people not maybe needing more horror right now it's so funny because you know you see the success of things like squid game right mm -hmm. on the mass scale and and i i feel that i think because we've been through through so so much darkness that we think oh maybe we need some more cheerful content but I actually feel like I think we need the experience of catharsis. We need to watch the darkness. And yeah, we just need more. <laughs> yes, we do. So I feel like it's a great time for that kind of stuff. I, okay. I um, never thought of myself as a, as a horror, um, you know, aficionado or, or major fan. I always watched it um, and I certainly appreciated it, especially, yeah. you know, those ones that really changed the game like Saw or, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Um, my wife was in Hostel too, so like you know she's got, oh wow yeah and and Scream three, so she's got some horror fans. Um, yeah, amazing. Yeah, so um, you know I I never 
but lately it's like I'm obsessed I'm becoming more and more obsessed with horror like really following the genre yeah it's it's wild and I do think that the pandemic did make me become more invested in it for sure so Uh, I think that's a lot of with a lot of people I think sometimes when you watch um horror it's like okay well maybe life isn't as bad as this that's happening on the screen perhaps um and I think there's so much great horror at the moment as well there's so much great stuff coming out like you say Squid Game and um, what did I just watch? Oh, Midnight Mass on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen Midnight Mass. Yeah, Netflix. which is really good. It's very much like a religious Bible vampire series. It's really gotcha. good. Cool. Um, so would you not work, want to produce a horror with your wife as an actress? You know, I, I have an idea for horror. Yeah, I do. And so, um, <laughs> and initially I'd had, it's so funny because I'd had the idea, you know, um, and it was a male in my head and I said it and she's like, well, I would say, why can't I play that? I, I would, that's a role I would actually want to. And I was like, oh, well, duh. And I, and I'm so like, how could I not think of casting? A <laughs> Damn it. Um, I'm always very much like female protagonist. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it, it, it's definitely something that I'm open to. I never thought I would venture away from comedy, but I'm suddenly very intrigued by genre and horror is at the top of the list. So amazing. Oh, you have to keep me updated. I'd love to see. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Um, And, and, and you guys too, I'm, I'm so excited for you and I love the nocturnal pictures logo. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Even just like that, that small detail, I'm like, Oh, I love, you know, the infinity sign. Um, And then hearing the background, I can, it makes such sense why that would be the, the, company name that you two yeah it's very much like Leroy literally doesn't sleep he works through the night and yeah and very much nocturnal and I think every film we're gonna end up doing is gonna be night shoots probably sure sure (laughs) (laughs) that's that's good though you guys know what uh what what your brain is (laughs) so I love that so I love the short films um you guys have a couple features in the works are you open to um now that you've had this experience of going from you know your funding something yourself, you know, um, to getting it, you know, distributed globally, do you feel like, are you willing to try to get those deals with like other companies and studios now? Or do you feel like, you know what, we did something successfully once ourselves? Do you want to try to build on it that way? Um, No, I'm definitely open to getting sort of going bigger you know getting better deals talking to studios talking to the streamers 100 percent um I think I wouldn't be adverse to doing it this way again um but I would like to get more people involved um and I'd like to because obviously I've learned so much producing this film um literally from knowing nothing apart from a few books um so now I know the kind of backbone especially more around you know the deliverable side talking to sales agents and distribution I mean it's a whole nother strength to do all of that and manage them yes um so I think yeah I wouldn't be adverse to but I think we both would like to just push ourselves a bit more and you know now we've done that film we can see so much more of how much we can do better Mm -hmm. with more budget if we can get more budget we can make something even better um so I think yeah the plan would be for the next one would be to try and get cast attached and pre-sales and yeah try and finance it and package it yeah um a bit a bit more yeah advanced I'd say totally totally I love that um, yeah, yeah, and because now you guys have, like you said, those first meetings were very much like, can you do a feature? And now it's like, <laughs> bitch, we did it. <laughs> Told you. Yeah, check it out. It's on yeah. there. Have a look. <laughs> but it definitely it. proves, you know, people, do you know, I was going to say, there's so many people that I'd spoke to that were just like, oh, I don't think you can do that. And I don't think you should make it on such a low budget. And, oh, I don't, are you sure you can? And it's like this, you just have to shut these people up because you just have to believe in what you're doing. And I'll be honest, I didn't at the start. I really didn't. And without Leroy, I was like, you know, oh my God, are we doing the right thing? Can we really do this? You know, are we going to get through this? We really are completely green at this. but you know, you work it out and you take each step as it comes and you can do it. And I'm talking from someone that is not even in the industry really, apart from the last four or five years. Um, so you can, and I think a lot of people do get scared about it and think, oh, if they can't get, you know, this cast or this finance or this person, then they can't do it. No, you can you just yes. have to get out there and do it. And you really, you do need that. for me, you need that support system because you could just hear everything and everyone's nose and be like, ah, I can't do it. Yeah. It can get in there. You know, it really can. 
I love that piece of advice, you know, for filmmakers, because, you know, when I decided to do my feature very much was like one day I was at my day job, I would had a day and I just looked up and I was like, I'm going to make a feature film. <laughs> like, And people were like this friend of mine, Leslie was there and she was like, cool and walked away. But that was all she said. She very much just yesed me. And I just was like, you know what? Somebody witnessed me say that and they didn't say, are you crazy? Um, <laughs> so maybe it's possible, you know? And, and so, and, and now I find myself constantly um, believing that I, now that I've done it once, I know I can do it again, you know? Mm. And still people are like, but I mean, mm. uh, so that's a great piece of advice. If you could, you, oh, go ahead, what? And I was going to say, but you're, because you're fair, you did the same sort of thing with your film, didn't you, for your feature? Did you kind of do yeah, the same? Yeah, I mean, it, I did it like, we did it all ourselves. I mean, we we crowdfunded a portion, which was like a full-time job as well. Um, yeah. You know, um, hustling everyone, you know, for money and trying to get the word out. And then it's hard, that's a hard, you know, aspect in and of itself because, you know, you even see how, how people don't want you to succeed. You know, mm -hmm. um, it's very revealing. One of my best friends from life, um, didn't like from, from seventh grade, didn't, uh, support the film. And so we're no longer friends. And, and it's that thing. It's like, it wasn't about money. It was about support. Like yeah, you didn't yeah. even retweet it out. You didn't even like, you wouldn't even share it with anyone. And mm. when confronted with that, it was the thing of like, oh, to my 500 followers, that was going to do nothing. And it's like, it doesn't matter just to even know no. cared enough. Um, so it's, it's really like something like crowdfunding is really t revealing, you know, <laughs> about people's true character and whether or not they root for you. Um, but yeah. And then we also put our own money in as well. Um, and yeah. I had a few small, like friends who like invested small amounts of money, you know, like $8,000, 5,000, like that type of, yeah. those, those types of investments. Um, but yeah, otherwise crowdfunding. And then the three producers, all, we all, we all had, you know, around 15, 20 grand a piece in, in, yeah. in the film. So oh, that was, that's amazing. I mean, it's, I mean, we did a tiny bit of crowdfunding for one of our shorts and it, yeah, like you say, hard, hard. <laughs> really hard work. <laughs> and then you got to do all the perks afterwards. It's like, oh God. Yes. That's a whole nother thing. I, I actually, I, I, I have a great, it, my wife and I, we are shopping around a film now that we, we acquired the script for. Um, and we were going to, the initial idea was to crowdfund because she does have a bit of a fan base. And I was like, we can do this, you know, but do I want to go down that road again? So we're like, let's try the legitimate way. We're going to try to get funding. But I do have this idea where I'm like, I think if we do go the crowdfunding route, fuck the perks, the only mm. perk is, and there's not even more amounts. It's just pre-buy the movie. Yeah. Pre-buy the movie, you know, and just charge 20 bucks and try and get, you know, um, 10,000 people to give you 20 bucks, you know, <laughs> try, try, try it. Let's see, you know, gotta try it. <laughs> it would be something like that if I ever did it again. Um, yeah. but we are, we, we've got some good leads right now. So hopefully it doesn't come to that, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. You're totally right about people supporting. I mean, there's people that I thought would sort of share and talk about uh, the trailer that we released and yeah, it just shows you, you know, some people are kind of like watching and some people are just, Oh, really supportive. And I find it's, um, people that you maybe know the least that are kind of background supporters are seen to champion you the hardest. It's the truth, yeah. And I just don't get it and it's bizarre, but you know, hey yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really realize who's really a friend of me, you know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, I love that. And you just dropped this great piece of advice, um, but do you, if there was anything else that you could, any sort of piece of wisdom that you feel like you could impart on, on indie filmmakers aside from shutting out the nose? <laughs> Is there anything else that you, that you would, that you would say? Um, oh, there's, there's probably so many, um, don't freak out. <laughs> I freaked out on a regular and I was like, no, it's okay. I got it. It's all good. Um, I would just say, everything happens for a reason and it's taken me such a long time to understand that you know from us having paid for locations and then Leroy's arm happening and being like oh my god our biggest thing has happened we can't shoot no it meant we could have more time we could get more money and we could shoot you know and then COVID happened you know that delayed and then it was like actually no that meant that we could wait for Fright Fest and have a physical festival mm -hmm. so I think it is so tough and I know how tough it is and people are going to be like yeah it's easier said than done but 
more so after you finish shooting it is so important to just trust the process and really try and model patience it's really difficult but it really does pay out and the right things will happen for you and then the right deals and the right connections will come and it will be worth it and exactly what you need for your film absolutely Uh, yes yeah that was hard that was really difficult I must admit I think from finishing post through the whole sales distribution process I found probably the hardest out of the whole thing but you have to go through it to learn it and then you can see what you do and don't do going forward so, absolutely yeah. yeah and the the patients the 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 finding the pa- people are so impatient in this industry because we're like, oh my god it's <laughs> but it also I think moves excessively slow sometimes as well it does it does <laughs> so it makes sense that we try to rush stuff you know yeah but yeah. when the universe throws you a sign like Leroy and COVID you just yeah, yeah um and it all paid off in the end because yeah you know, totally. maybe Samuel Golden Goldwyn wouldn't have been interested in British horrors a year earlier, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I think um, that, yeah, that's probably, and I would say, um, try and give yourself, I know everyone says this, but try and give yourself as much pre-production prep time as possible. I think you need to just, especially if you're making a low budget independent film, the more time and, you know, less stress you can give yourself, the better in the in the long run. You know, we didn't really have to, we didn't have to reshoot anything. We had to do one day of inserts. Um, I mean, we did have like 36 days. So <laughs> if maybe if we had 10, we might have had to reshoot things. Um, but yeah, I think just give yourself as much time as you can and plan and plan and prep and yeah you'll be fine you can do it yeah you can do it I love it I love it (laughs) thank you so much this I feel like this was such an informative and like a genuinely like um the kind of conversation that shows people that they can do it and and if they have an interest in it and believe in themselves like they can totally switch careers and do it you know it's definitely it's definitely possible so so thank you so much for this I really appreciate the conversation aside from um, nocturnal pictures on YouTube is there any other place that people should look for you guys um our website is obviously nocturnalpictures.co.uk um, and obviously the film the last right r-i-t-e um is on Instagram and Twitter and yeah if you're in the U.S. we'd love you to watch it coming out next month yeah beautiful yeah yeah <laughs> I will definitely watch it first thing and and you know share about it because that's what this is all about um Perfect. Thank you so much, Chloe. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you.